Yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the Mr. Ed to my Alf, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me. I like cats. Wilbur. I like cats. <laughs> I like cats. Is that what he says? Uh, yeah, it's like, are you and me a collect call? <laughs> you just remember the commercials? Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Uh, that makes Nate Lux, uh, Nate Lux uh, you're going to be our small wonder. <laughs> good, good. At least you remembered she was a robot. <laughs> I had to think for a second. I'm like, what is small wonder? And our doing? special guest, Blossom, uh, Luke Starkey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a perfect Blossom yeah. impression. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Definitely sounds like young Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> uh, welcome to Go Flicks Yourself. This is a podcast where we talk about movies and trailers, and, and we talk about we talk about a lot of stuff, a lot of silly shenanigans. Yeah, sometimes we get into a little bit of uh, nonsense. It's going to be one of those. We're a few rapscallions over here. Oh, boy. Already <laughs> off. Already we have so much mischief in here in this podcast room. If you're still listening, I think we've lost everybody right there. But if you're still listening, go ahead and rate us five stars, if you please. Yeah. Go on and share this with the with the people. And it would help if you rate us five stars before you listen to the episode. Yes. Yeah, because afterwards, it's like, yeah, we don't yeah, know what. Don't call be. your ex before you get drunk. Yep. Yeah. Do it afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, let's start off like we always do, Brad. Uh, I, I, I'm eyeing it out of the side eye over here. I, I, we got a sponsor. We do have a sponsor. A very special sponsor. It's, uh, it's you know, we're coming to the end of the Christmas season. Uh, ben, I know you're getting sad because there's no more hot chocolate to drink. There's no more presents to open. Uh, there's no more houses to visit in your Santa Claus suit. Why is there no more hot chocolate to drink? <laughs> ben has a strict rule. <laughs> Don't know. No hot chocolate after Christmas. Fair enough. What? Uh, but uh, I wanted to get one more drink in this holiday season. It's very, very hey, delicious. Me, me too, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I know you're not done with those drinks, buddy. <laughs> but Santa needs his Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 it's got a chimney. <laughs> uh, so there's a, this came out last year, but it was just a regular version of it. It's a Sprite winter spiced cranberry and it's sprite with with just a hint of spiced cranberry and it is delicious and this year they came out with a zero sugar version so people who are maybe on the verge of getting diabetes like yo ho ho uh you know can like have, a pirate yeah like ho 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 uh, can, ha, can have 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 a delicious soda around the holidays that reminds them of, of crisp winter nights crisp winter nights yeah so i'm going to take a little sip well, here thanks sprite for sincerely and honestly sending a check to cover today's episode while Brad slurps into the microphone like a freaking jagged No this is really good it's like it's kind of like if you made uh, like your own holiday punch, basically, but like because the cranberry flavor to it is pretty nice. It, there's no, there's not much of a what you would say is a spice to it. It's just the, like the, it seems like it's just it's all the marketing. The yeah, it's just kind of marketing. It's it's marketing. Yeah, that's what it feels like, really. Uh, but no, it's I, I think it's really good. What's it, what Christmas food do you think it would pair well with? Ooh, like that's a good a, Christmas ham. Ooh, yeah, Christmas yeah, ham. Absolutely, like a nice Christmas ham. Maybe some deviled eggs. Mm. Okay. I didn't have any deviled eggs this Christmas. You didn't have deviled eggs? Well, he's no. a pastor, so he doesn't like to really get do. him down with the devil. I do like a good deviled egg. Do you yeah. really? I do. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Well, I, I'm an atheist, and I like angel food cake, so here it is. What was that uh, Sprite? Winter Spiced Cranberry. and Zero uh, sugar. Yeah, you gotta. You can try and find in stores. It's probably uh, running close to being out in most stores by now, because it's usually just around for the Christmas holidays. So. Nice. All, yeah. right. All right. Well, that, that does it for sponsor corner. Uh, no, 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 not oh, quite, sir. Oh, no. Because since it's uh, since we're we're really reaching tried, the end, I tried to run through since that. we're reaching the end of the year, I have a little bit of a bonus sponsor that everyone's going to get in on. Uh, it's going to be uh, a delicious treat, Ben. I know you're going to love this one. I don't. Here you go. Go ahead and grab grab this. 
uh, Luke, I'm going to give this to you. This is a candy case. I'm really right. excited about it's, it. It's a little bit broken, so give a piece to Nate. Okay, I can do it. You don't have to. And then you can have a piece. Do you want the you hook? Don't, you don't have to. It's okay, Luke. It's, it's your No, no, no. You, you get to have a piece. Here you go. You get to suck on it a little bit. It is a candy cane. Don't spoil it. And I want you to find take, take a taste and just let me know what you think about it, what you think it tastes like. Is that butterscotch? No. Is that pina colada? What is that? That's what you think it is? I don't know. Can you hear it? I'm really bad That's with That's a good guess. Let's not do that, guys. I just want to make sure Yum, people knew. Luke. No, good job. Let's not do That's that. That's what you do with the sponsor. No, you put it right don't. in the microphone. I want people to know that people, I was chewing it. People don't listen to our podcast, and you wonder why. So this is it's a, this bullshit. <laughs> you're like, but you fucking idiots. Like, you well, they thought it. I was. They might think we're faking it. This is not an ASMR podcast. This is a fucking movie podcast. Maybe you get more listeners sucking off into the microphone. I'm, I'm gonna say it is a type of lemon cake. Yeah, there's definitely lemon. Interesting. Okay, it's angel. It's angel so it's, food cake. So the, the, for the listeners, the candy cane is yellow and white striped. So that this, I think, this is where some of the guesses are coming from. But it does have a sweeter taste to it. I tasted some lemon. All right, I'm leaving I'm like a meringue. This used to be a movie podcast. Ben, I think Ben's Ben's guess feels like the closest because it, I think it does taste more like what he is saying than what it actually is supposed to what be. What did he guess? He said angel food cake. Angel food cake. Lemon meringue pie. Yeah. So What's it supposed to be? Uh, key lime pie. Yeah, we're, we're, we're keeping with our lemon. These are Twinkie candy canes. That's not close that's at all. Not, yeah, not they have they have not replicated the taste. Sir, of, I've had Twinkies. That is not a Twinkie. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. This does this does not replicate the taste of the Twinkie cream or the Twinkie no. sponge cake. You know, not even no. not even close. Nope. Yeah, if anything, this tastes more like just regular buttercream birthday cake. Yeah, that's I closer. Can see a yeah. Bit of that. yeah, yeah. What has happened? No to Twinkies. What, Real quick, I'm gonna steal this uh, time. I I threw them away. I was I thought of Brad because I know he likes to try food to see if it tastes like food it's mm-hmm. supposed to taste like. Yeah, yeah. Brock's oh. Thanksgiving candy corn. Yeah, have I have, you had it. I have done that, and it was yeah, it was it was terrible. It was, it was bad. It was it's real bad. Perhaps the worst thing I've ever yeah, eaten. We in my did that on uh, Bed you, Bread and Beyond. You should have had the the taco truck ones we did because oh those those were a nightmare. <laughs> I still think about those in vomit. Yeah, but which ones were worse, the taco ones or the the uh, tailgate ones with the, the hot dog? The tailgate ones were by far. Yeah, the I saw those were for sale too. Yeah, the hot dog and the hamburger. Obviously, I'm going to get those. Ooh. Someone should have been fired. The hot dog was one of the most disgusting things I've ever had. I, I mean, hot dog candy can, we, candy corn. We yeah. Oh, we, I'm we so joke excited. Around all the time about like, oh, this is really bad. I'm going to throw up. I I retched. Yeah, on, on same, air. Same. No, I had students who terrible. almost threw up from the stuffing yeah. candy mm-hmm. corn. Oh, yeah. Boy. So yeah, Twinkie candy yeah. canes. Uh, teacher, teacher of the year. Found the Twinkie candy canes at uh, Michael's. Good. Arts and crafts store, if you're looking out there. <laughs> Arts and crafts and candy canes. If you're looking for disappointment after the ta- Michael's. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. I have a Girl Scout Thin Mints candy cane that I haven't tried yet. Oh, why Ooh. didn't you bring that one? That sounds yeah, delightful. Yeah. This one was going to be way more fun. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you forgot what the word fun means. No, because then you would have been like, oh, it's just, it's just chocolate mint candy cane, obviously. Well, give me something that one time that I'd be like, this is good. Go buy this. You well, taste- I'm not saying this is bad. You want to taste of my it's soda? Bad. You want to taste of my soda? I kind of do, but not, uh, you're sick no, too. You're, you're, you're I'm not sick anymore. A, a sickness. Uh, Luke, <laughs> this what, isn't bad. Luke, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? Yeah, it's not terrible, but it's not great. Either. Luke, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? <laughs> In theaters or just there, overall? Anyway, anything? Start talking about a movie. <laughs> Anyone yeah. chime in? All right. The movie. So we uh, we watched. I don't know. It was one of those Hallmark Christmas movies. Where great the, guess. Go on. Oh, God. oh boy. No. no. Go on. <laughs> It's uh, Christmas Home is what it was called. This, you know, the same old lady was sad and there's, I don't know, whatever. It was terrible. Other than that, I saw Violent Night in theaters. There we go. There's a real conversation. There we go. Took my niece because I'm a good uncle. 
How old yeah. is your niece? Seven. Seven. Okay. <laughs> no, she's a freshman. Yeah, that was the same joke that we were making. Uh, that sounded too real then. I know it did. Uh, no, <laughs> no, she's, she's a, a freshman, she's a freshman she, in she high school. She's fine. Yeah. Did she like it? She did. Um, there's a a theme going around the Starkies that we don't like little children as actors. And have you guys seen? I know you've seen it. Oh, I've seen you it see twice. It? I haven't seen it yet. Have you no, seen it? No. Well, there's a little girl in it, and gosh, she's bad. She's not bad. <laughs> she's so, bad. Okay, so she's I bad. feel like the Starkies have like a we predilection have- <laughs> towards like a lot of young child actors. They just can't deal with any of them. And, so, oh my god, it brought a tear to my eye because we left the movie, and what does she say? Man. I really don't like most kid actors, and that one was terrible. I'm like, oh my god, your <laughs> dad is so proud through, of something you. Something through your jeans. So for for those of you that uh, are are old Go Flix yourself <laughs> listeners, uh, Luke Starkey and his brother Joe Starkey have been on the show seven yeah. seven to ten times. Let's just say, and Joe unfortunately has uh, has left the mortal uh, realm. He is no longer with us. He passed on, and we miss him every day. Uh, and Luke, this is your first time back uh, yeah. since yeah. since that happened, uh, and it happened quite. A, it was March, March of twenty one, twenty one, and uh, and it's been quite a while. Uh, Joe was significantly amazing to have on this podcast, not just because he absolutely hated child actors that knew he. I mean, if we you, had three rules, yeah. so it was children actors, yep, dogs that talk, or I'm not just dogs, animals that talk yep. or behave like humans, yep. And um, so, uh, added sound effects. Yep, he just he, that vehemently. I'm done. Disgusted him. <laughs> specifically, precocious child actors. I think no, it was it was, it was yeah, mainly was child yeah. actors that that like that are too smart for were, their own good. Yeah. Written to be too smart for their yeah, own good. Exactly. Now, did did he have a problem with Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone because of that? Because he technically knows more than he should. Is is a little bit too precocious. Yeah, but he. I think he still acts a he lot. Acted like a, like a kid though. Yeah. Probably got a pass. Like, he, like he's not giving sage, you know, words of wisdom or like saying things that like a kid would never say as a joke or things like that. So Joe would text me after he would watch a movie with the kids and they would just get these <laughs> random texts and they were so angry. It would just be like, can you believe that this so-and-so actor hated the kid? Don't know his name. Never going to look it up. Like he was just so adamant about it. It always made me laugh so much. Uh, so no, there is a precedent here for sure about oh, yeah. kids, and I love that your niece is definitely She's rubbed taken off. Taking up that mantle, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Fuck those child actors. <laughs> that was pretty much the first thing I always say. Well, how'd you like it? Oh, I thought it was pretty funny. That little girl, though, I don't know. I'm like, oh, go, go, go on. on. <laughs> I like where let, this is going. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> is that what he says in the Star Wars brand? It is. Yeah. Okay, there we are. Uh, so, but overall, uh, you guys enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I thought it's a blast. It's uh, like you kind of know what you're getting into with that one. Sure. Um, would you say Santa's got a brand new bag? Oh, I would say Santa it. Claus has come to town and he brings it up on the up on the rooftop. Reindeer paws. Out comes motherfucking Santa Claus. I wish he had said that. Actually, that would have been a better line than a couple. That's the thing. They played the the violence for laughs, obviously, but but the stuff that they were trying to make jokey what it could have been done a little bit better so it wasn't very funny i mean it was funny we because, la- because we, of the violence we laughed pretty much the entire time I needed some punch but ups. i noticed that the people behind us in the theater were not laughing nearly as much as we were we were laughing because we did that thing we were like oh oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like that was a really funny line yeah. it, it definitely needed a little punch up on the, on the comedic side of things yeah. as far as the script but because he, he did say a few things like santa claus is coming to town and you're like that's funny but they're, they're like brad honestly like that would have been a funnier thing to say. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it, though. 
Uh, I had a blast. I I'm going to watch, watch it this week. So. It's a it it falls somewhere in the John Wick nobody universe, you know, with the of the the hyper stylized violence yeah, of and course. the stunts and all that. I don't know quite where it lands, but I still think that it's it's not as good as nobody. It's not a, definitely not as good as the John Wick as far as the action, but it's such a unique take that it's yeah. so worth your time. Uh, a, a vision or a version of this uh, remarkably violent but also very funny film. I always like the. Did you did you guys watch the one with Samara Weaving, uh, Ready or Not? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. I thought there were some no. really great one liners, really well written, but also incredibly. Funny. No, there's <laughs> so. a Ready or Not. It's a great uh, horror comedy. Yep, it's not a comedy horror. It's it's definitely more on the horror. Yep, but there's some comedy there for sure. It's awesome. Yeah, Luke, I, I highly agree. recommend that one. Which one is that? It's called Ready or Not. Ready or Not. It's where uh, this woman played. But by she gets married and they like start hunting yeah. her down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. It's like a game where they're they have, they're trying to kill each other. Uh, Brad, what about you, buddy? We didn't actually assign movies this week. Uh, we we don't have any forced watchings. Yeah, it was Christmas. It was happening. It was hard to like really like line it all up, and so we decided to say fuck it. Well, after the after the shit show that was the last three that we watched. Yeah. No. Was- no. That was two times ago. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We watched some regular good yeah. Christmas movies last Little time. Little Women last time for yeah. me was really good. I think but anyway, you, what did you watch, Brad? Uh, so I actually haven't really watched much as far as movies have been concerned because I've just been too. Nate, too how about you, buddy? Too busy. <laughs> uh, but I will say something oh, sorry. that I, uh, I I watched that I forgot to bring up last time. Uh, I I watched the Bob's Burgers movie. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't really watched a lot of Bob's Burgers. I, I I saw the first season when it was on. Okay. And then like I I didn't I didn't stop watching it because I didn't like it. I fell behind and then sure. kind of fell away from it. As a huge Bob's Burgers fan, I am legitimately interested. For somebody who's only seen maybe the first season, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't think it was necessarily like consistently laugh out loud hilarious. I thought it was mostly c- consistently mildly amusing. Um, I've seen clips of other episodes of Bob's Burgers that you know I are from later seasons that have made me laugh, and like and the show looks very funny. Uh, but the movie didn't quite feel like it ha- captured like the same spirit of like what I've seen from the show in the same way that the Simpsons movie did uh, from the show. The Simpsons movie is by no means as good as any of like the best seasons of The Simpsons. But it's a comeback. Yeah, you know. But I, and I I did wonder if maybe how how fans felt about the Bob's Burgers movie. It was maybe too little, too late. No. Or- uh, so the if I've learned anything about the Bob's Burgers fandom, which yeah. I actually have, um. They, by and large, have leaned heavily into musicality. Yeah. And my goodness, are the fans there for it. Yeah. And so this movie has a ton of music. Yeah, I was surprised how musical it was, actually. So beyond like the sixth, seventh season, they start to get every episode has a song. Okay. And then by like the tenth season, or I don't even, if you guys watch Bob's Burgers, I'm sure you know way more than me. Let's just say by by the ninth, tenth, eleventh season. Not only does every episode have one song, they most of them have two. Oh wow! And then at the closing credits, they always sing. Interesting about what just happened in the episode, and it's some random song okay. about the plot of the episode you just watched. So it's like Gene had a diaper, diaper man, diaper man, can can can. Like it's literally something like that. Okay. And if the episode just had something to do with Gene finding a diaper, right? So they've really leaned into that, and the movie did that, and so I think that it was kind of a fan service because they clearly gotcha. have latched onto something unique and and stylized. I actually, because I'm not an enormous lover of, of that, uh, I really like the earlier uh, seasons yeah. where it's much more uh, plot A, plot B, you know, uh, driven. Yeah. But it's still, the movie was still pretty good. Um, but yeah. I was a lot of music, though. Yeah. I was, I was mildly entertained by it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't love it. It didn't. There's it didn't, a lot of inside jokes, obviously, and a lot of stuff that you would see, obviously, yeah. if you haven't seen. I mean, that's tough. As a, so it is interesting that as a standalone movie, 
it's not going to tickle your fancy if you haven't really watched a lot of the show. Yeah. Probably. And it didn't make me want to like go back and like catch because I, I, I have every now and then thought about diving back into Bob's Burgers, but like now it's just so overwhelming. Um, sure. But, but the movie didn't really do anything to make me like want to go back. And, I like, think watch for it. you, just uh, because I know you, seasons like one through four, you should just give that a go because yeah. honestly, those are the laugh out loud, like really riotously funny stuff. I think. Okay, Nate, how about you, buddy? What's the last movie you saw? Uh, I've seen two movies this last week. Um, the first one. Wait, Brad, did you see Glass Onion? Was he Brad? I saw Glass Onion theater. in the theaters like a we month ago. About that. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we have a podcast. We talk about that stuff. Um, you should you know, listen to it, Ben. It's pretty good. Oh he God. on the podcast. Get sick again. <laughs> on the podcast that we're on, uh, he mentioned that it was um, maybe every bit as good as the first one. I actually said that it, I thought it was better yeah, than yeah. The and so go back and listen to that episode. Oh my uh, God! Get to the point. So according I to, to the. Twitter feed of Ben Shapiro, he says that uh, Glass Onion is too mysterious, and they don't. He also said there's it was too many misleading actively things going on. Actively terrible, I think it was. Yeah, he said, yeah. Right? He says like there, there are a few films I would call drop that name to get some terrible. Get some right? viewers. <laughs> like, like, uh, so I did see Glass Onion. It is not actively terrible. It's actually you know what is actively terrible though? Ben, ben fucking Shapiro. Hundred percent. Uh, I think Ben Shapiro just mad is because the little Nazi kid in Knives Out was basically him. <laughs> so I, uh, we, you can cut this if you want. But I'll, t- I'll tell you a story. Uh, the funniest review I've ever received from my gutter company was that a, a, ben Shapiro? a, a woman that I, we did work for, who's a friend of mine, she d- thankfully did not tag my business, but she put it on uh, my like her Facebook page. Uh, it, it we just did the work on a Wednesday. Wednesday night, enormous rain. Thursday, I get a post, and it's it's me personally tagged in it. Ben Conowitz just did my gutters yesterday. Uh, house as dry as Shapiro's wife. <laughs> ten, st- 10 out of 10. Amazing. It's the funniest thing. I mean, I laughed so hard, and I was so thankful she just didn't tag oh, into the actual. phenomenal. But, you know, foundation as dry as Shapiro's wife. Ten out of ten. All right, so recommend. Nate, Glass Onion. I heard it's great. What did you think? Uh, I loved it. It, it. it is on Netflix now, so you can watch it. Uh it is every bit as good as the first one, I think. The The one thing that I think people are going to get caught up on is that it has a very different feel to it, mm-hmm. um, particularly because it's not set in New England. It's not in the fall, these yeah. kind of things. Uh, so the which, again, was purposeful. Right. Uh, Ryan Johnson talks about how he wants each one to be a separate book that comes from a different kind of, you know, feeling to it. So the next one that they do, I'm sure, will be in a different part of the world. And yeah, exactly. It's gonna feel very, very different. Um, it's just such a great cast. Uh, Janelle Monet is fantastic. She's just so charismatic and good in this. Um, her acting chops. I mean, again, I knew she was incredibly talented, but I didn't know she was this good. She was just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Benoit Blanc, right? I mean, he's just, it, it's, it's become a character now, right? It's not just a film. It is a character that I can't wait to see more of. Yeah. They they flesh him out a little bit more as his personality, and but just I, barely, barely, but but enough to where you you get just a little more clues of who he is. Yeah. What what is I think really interesting, Brad, and maybe you pick this up, is they play with the idea of is he kind of is he a lovable idiot or is he incredibly brilliant, right? Daniel Craig. Yeah, like in that because he, he oh. says some things in there that is, but he's incredibly brilliant, right? Not, I'm not yeah. talking about Daniel Craig. I'm talking about the yeah, character no, no. Benoit Blanc. Um, and so it's really fun because sometimes he'll say things where you're like, oh, that's kind of a funny thing to say. Or you almost think he's aloof, 
You know, no, I, I think he's just he's uh, so smart. Yeah, he's 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 very brilliant. I, I would I would never say like he's like there's nothing stupid about him. I think that he uh he he has quirks, you know, and he's he's not necessarily exactly. he's not necessarily up to snuff on like certain things, but he, he very quickly and easily picks up on details that like oh, other you otherwise wouldn't. Also, he he uses that as his kind of oh well, like it's not what was me. It's it's his whole like. Well, I'm just not quite sure about that. Yeah, and like I'm going to act like I don't yeah. know. So then they explain it. And yeah, then exactly. You where, exactly. So he's you don't know. He's baiting, he every, he's he, baiting you know. everybody all the time, and he's using it to. I mean, he is. The character is incredible. Bailey actually pointed out that she thought no spoilers. No, no, not at all. That um, it had kind of a, a death on the Nile vibe, obviously because of the there's a yacht, mm-hmm. right? There's a boat. So much better. Oh, of course. <laughs> but I, I do. I like that we're in a we're living in a time right now where there are these books. I mean, Agatha Christie novels have been out yeah. forever, but they're making these into movies now. And then Rain, Rain, Ryan Johnson is making these. I want more of this, right? Who I love a the huge who, Agatha Christie fan. By yeah. Way. yeah, the so. the Who Done It stuff is fantastic. I'm here for it. Like and he's make bringing more. it back and redefining it in oh, a way that it, I think. Yeah, he's now he's glass, glass Onion is are the is that a book? No, no. none of these are based. These on are books. originals. Yeah, right. None of these are based on books. And like I love what he does too is that he's setting them in a contemporary time. Uh, so they have a classic feel to them, but they're contemporary stories. And he also is has them linked to like things that are happening in, in like in today's this is, you know like the society. pandemic the is pandemic a character is yeah huge exactly in his you know idiot tech billionaires like this is it's all and and this was Wait, written are you are you, are you saying there was somebody in mind that he had for that no, no. actually that's the thing is he didn't is that he wrote this before Elon Musk kind of became like <laughs> the image that he has now a lot of people are gonna think oh he's clearly smearing Elon Musk yeah. no this is just something he did based on the prototypical billionaire asshole of which there have been plenty and Elon Musk now is just the one who fits perfectly into this bill. <laughs> yeah. but so keeping it absolutely spoiler free, the, the the overall premise of this is that uh, Edward Norton plays a billionaire. And he's so good. He's oh my very, gosh. Very, I want I wish good. Edward Norton would do more stuff like this cuz he's, he's so having good. He's having so much fun with the role the, clearly. That when he when they do the uh, the flashback and he appears wearing what he wears, the reference to the Tom Cruise character Oh my god, it's, it's so funny. So anyway, it, it's without getting into anything because I really want everybody to go out right now, you know, pause the podcast. It's go on Netflix. This. Netflix, there's no excuse. You should watch this. Yep. In my opinion, it's better than the first one. Yes. It is. It really is. And I yeah, I, I, I don't that, know if it I would go there. I think it's every bit as good though. I cuz I didn't I wasn't like over the moon with the first one. I really liked it. Oh, I didn't I, I didn't it. fall yeah. Oh, yeah, see, yeah. We we saw that in the theater. Um Knives Out. Had no idea going into yep, it, right? Same here. Had no yeah. idea what to expect. I loved it. I my wife said that it's probably in her top five favorite movies. Oh, she, wow. she was blown away. Loves it every time it's on TV. We watch. I would it. love. Yeah. To it's hear a movie I watch every year for sure. Her yeah. opinion yeah. then of this, yeah, one because for it's, sure. In my opinion, it is it is better. It is a, it's more fun in my opinion, and it also the character development. Even though the first one, Jamie Lee Curtis and Chris Evans, obviously were having a lot of fun. But this time around, it feels they feel more grounded. They feel more real. They feel I don't know. There's something about it. No, where, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's interesting because I was watching a couple like behind the scenes stuff today, and they were talking about how the cast got exceptionally close because they did make this during the pandemic. Yeah, right? so they had sure. to be in a bubble, and so they had to be in a bubble. So they was said, it a was it a glass bubble? We were together all the time. Like we we yeah. couldn't not be together, and so they said we got remarkably close. And they said they think that that impacted their chemistry sure. yeah obviously the first one had great chemistry as well so there's nothing against that but but if you're making a movie kind of, about a group of people that are supposed to be friends 
and it you was had believable. to kind of hang out with each other. I'm, you're going to pick up on stuff, right? Like that's yeah. that's really cool. The other one I saw was um, uh, this is so my my oldest son who's in musical theater stuff. Um, he's a big fan of uh, his favorite musical is Matilda the Musical, and they just released uh, Ronald Dahl's Matilda the Musical starring Emma Thompson on as Trunchbull. Yeah, as Trunchbull on Netflix. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. I prefer the musical. There's a couple numbers they have to cut to get it into a time that's yeah. manageable for a movie. Um, she does great. Uh, the the Matilda character is fantastic. I mean, the choreography is great. If you don't like musicals turned into films, you might not like this one. Yeah. Um, but Matilda's a lot of fun. Um, you're probably not going to like this one because it's all kids. A lot of precocious um, kids. <laughs> yeah. Three, talk- of, three talking dogs. A lot of precocious British kids. Um, and oh, so they're... Ooh, they, yeah, they're I automatically, when I talk to the Brits... Can I have like, a lolly, ma'am? <laughs> you're not smarter than me, all right? You've got, um, got some crumpets, Dewey. There's no way I'm going to finish all this chocolate cake. Can I get some biscuits well, with so my tea? You, do you know Matilda? Yeah. Okay, as you say, because the chocolate cake is a part of that. Yeah. yeah Miss Trunchbolt, there's no way that you're a woman. <laughs> Miss <I> mean, Honey. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it, so all these. I don't know if you guys, you can no, say pretty listen, much anything. Listen, Danny DeVito, everything I'm they're than saying, you. Everything they're saying is really not in the. the no, movie. no, it is. Hey, I mean, Tom Cruise, thanks for stopping by. I don't know, Army Hammer. Tasting blood does sound strange. Oh, but uh, I had fun with it. I, yeah, again. Isn't it, No. Another one I, I watched is a show on Netflix uh, called The Rookie. Did you watch that one yet? The Dennis Quaid baseball movie? No. Are you talking about with uh, you mean the Nathan re- Fillion? You mean The Recruit? Oh, the Recruit, yeah. The with recruit. Oh. Uh, with um, Noah Centineo? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? It's not perfect. I kind of enjoyed it, though. Uh, so I When I saw the trailer, I, I thought about. it was a series. It is a series. Oh, yeah. okay. That's what I'm saying. It's exactly, a show. Yeah. It's a show. Um, it is a show, but... Uh, I, that's what I instead of watching hey Brad, movies, Brad, I've been just, watching. Brad, real quick, so. can I just talk to you over here? Yeah, right? what's going on? I'm sorry. Um, just so we, we we invited Nate to be the third co-host like quite a while ago. Hey guys, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, hey guys, I don't quite hey guys know. what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, you know what? Guys, one, hold, hold on, hold hey on, guys. buddy, hold on, little buddy. Second, buddy. Hey guys. Why don't you go over there and have some of those Christmas cookies? Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, what? Uh, I gotta pee. Why don't you think that he understands that we don't talk about shows? Well, sometimes we do talk about shows, and I think that, but, but they gotta be really. It took my brother five times on the show to realize they don't want to hear about the shows he watches. Well, here's the thing: is to be fair. Here's the thing, and guest. you know hey, what? Not he a would, co-host. He would did force you know, it in wait, the conversation. You know that, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Uh, did you know that we've actually reviewed the trailer to Andor here? Yeah, and also uh, She-Hulk. And hey, Stranger Things. Hey, yeah. Ben, shove it. <laughs> uh, so was it? It was good. It was okay. It looked like it was going to be okay. It is. It's okay. It's fun. It's actually fun. Noah Centineo is actually remarkably charismatic. He's he, very charming. He brings the show. Yeah, he makes the show. Um, so this is a this is a takeoff of of the movie with Colin Farrell, the recruit, and Al Pacino. No, right? no, no, not really. It's like it's kind of like an action. It's he's it's, a CIA lawyer. Yeah. Essentially, is the and, and so it's, is it's, it related to that at all though? No, no. But it, it is fun. It it is it's. I keep on watching the next episode. So, but it's um, a, it's about the CIA. Yeah, and the, and but it's not about because that's what this that's what the movie's about. That he's a lawyer. No, he's in the CIA and they're recruiting. Yeah, so this so, so this so he's a lawyer who is recruited by the CIA in the She Hulk. Yep. Okay. Well, hey, full circle. Yeah. All right. Hey, what did you watch this week? Uh, I I also watched Glass Onion. I watched it last night. It was fantastic, as we just discussed. Did you watch anything else? Um, I watched Home Alone. Actually, oh, first uh, time. What do fr- you think? Front to back, because better we, than the Goonies. We mm, less screaming, still some screaming, but the no, screaming, no, no. The, the screaming, screaming is funnier. Though. Screaming is funnier. I will say, baby roof. That's not what he says in Home Alone. 
So did you not like the Goonies? No, he hates it. <laughs> we had a whole conversation about this in the last episode. I got really mad at Brad. He watched all those kids. He, no, because he said that the, the the Goonies is fine, and I'm like, no, the Goonies is great. The Goonies oh, is great. Yeah, I it's said fine. it's good. It's Thank, good. Thanks, you, know, <laughs> you guys suck. Anyway, uh, when was the last time you seen Home Alone before you watched it? I said every year. Watch. Wait, right? wait what? When was the last time you seen Home Alone before you watched it this year? Oh, gotcha. Um, it's not a, it's not an annual watch for me. What? Why so, do you hate Why do you hate Home Alone? Uh, why do you hate Christmas? The, our annual watches uh, lately have been the last three years. I'd say have been um, Showgirls. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, and that's it. No, no. Uh, a Christmas Story and yeah. and Christmas Vacation. Those are the that's three. That's it. Listen, I don't have a lot of time. Oh, stop oh, it! Geez. You don't have to sit it. and watch them. Right? You just put them on in the background. Exactly. I don't do that though. You know I don't do that. That's sad. You know I don't do that. Nate, Nate, you I assume you watch almost every major Christmas movie at least once every year. I don't sleep in December. <laughs> yes, I yeah. just have oh, movies. Oh, actually, going okay. On I find I did. I watched a brand new Christmas movie, Nate. What that I've never seen before? What was it White Christmas? Oh, what'd you think? I loved it. Yeah, it's lovely. It's, it's charming. Isn't it, it really is. Uh, uh, Bing Crosby barely hits his kids in it. And now you love the the SNL sketch with Snow. Even I more. got it. I understand it now. Yeah. Uh, when they did that scene, I was like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" I really didn't understand. I would have laughed more. Right? I did. No. Uh, White Christmas is amazing. If you haven't seen White Christmas, do yourself a favor. That's you, a really charming movie. You do get why those like movies have stand oh, to this, that test uh, of time, right? So w- the things that were remarked during White Christmas. Uh, oh my! And this is not me saying these things. Bailey and my friend Liz, who are watching this. She, oh my god look at her waist oh my god look at her my, waist my mom watched white christmas and that was exactly what she said as well <laughs> it's like how do you get away it, it the woman's waist is probably 12 inches around in diameter it is disgustingly tiny and it's probably amphetamines and cigarettes is all she lived well, on no it's a it's a corset too that well sure sure no no she's binded but are bound <laughs> uh but man it's crazy tiny and and danny k is hilarious and and uh bing crosby has a great voice and the whole premise of the movie it's fantastic go watch white christmas guys it's have you seen it yeah of course. it's so good i've never seen it it's really good i understand why you would not want to see it because again sometimes old movies aren't great especially Um, especially when it comes to musicals yeah i saw holiday inn yeah i did not like that it's not really a christmas movie though well it it, it is the one right it it is it's like it over the course of a year or something. It meets our it? definition of Christmas. Yeah, it movie, isn't. It isn't. White Christmas is a full-on Christmas movie. Right. Yeah. White guys, Christmas is better than holiday. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. These guys have a very loose definition of what a Christmas movie is. What's your definition of a Christmas anything movie? that mentions anything about Christmas? If the word Christmas is said, if there is snow there on the is, ground, if there is an iteration of mistletoe, and that could be any plant that is related, or if in a gift the fun- is given <laughs> with red or green wrapping paper, even on their birthday. Now, not red and green. It has to be red or green. or green. Yeah. 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 If it's red and green, it's too much. No, but it's <laughs> no. We we like there are some movies that just have like they they hey, feel like. Did you see the new Little Women film? Nope, that's not a Luke movie. Uh, no, but they have <laughs> you, they have like the spirit. You should. I'm telling to, you, they made me watch Little Women, and because I, no joke, I wanted to see it. No, no, but but it's be, very good. But they said it falls under a Christmas movie, and I'm watching this. There are two key scenes that happen around the Christmas time. That's it. It's not but a Christmas there, movie. But at there all. are pivotal scenes, and the spirit so, of well, it. Let me pause you. Is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone a Christmas movie? Yes. So, so I would say yes. So to I me, think it is. I, I think uh, a decent amount of the Harry Potter movies feel have a good Christmas vibe to them, not just because of the Christmas scenes, but just because they they have a holiday feel, which is I think also why they get played a lot around the holidays yep, too. I agree. Um. So yeah, but like that's Little Women kind of falls in that thing. Yeah, where so it kind of has. It's almost like winter about. based. Yeah, we're kind of talking yeah. about those kind of films that it aren't necessarily doesn't. full Christmas movies, but it has like a Christmas feel to yeah, it. It doesn't. Little Women is not a Christmas movie whatsoever. I'm glad I watched it. It's not a Christmas what about, movie. What about Harry Potter? The first Harry Potter? The first Harry Potter because it does take place with all the... The third Harry Potter as well. It takes all, place over the, the whole school year. 
but but in the first one though, no, a lot a lot of snow, a lot of a lot of like holiday stuff. You are remember. what we call a hypocrite because this is the same. <laughs> yeah, concept. this is exactly why. Okay, a hippogriff is a fucking flying. <laughs> Buckbeak is a hippogriff, and I'll I will not stand for. It. I'll give it to him. It's pretty good. Pretty don't, good. Don't allow it. Don't <laughs> pretty solid reference there. Uh, yeah, but like this, yeah, you're you're kind of splitting hairs. So you're saying that a Christmas movie doesn't necessarily have to be a Christmas specifically movie. mention the birth of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the I mean, Santa Claus, me, the Santa Claus me, is very light does, on um, but the, the Santa Claus is very light on the birth of Christ, by the way, but it's still very much a Christmas movie. Right, Christmas themes. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's films well, that, for me, feel like feel. they're... They it's a, it's a are welcome fact. in that season. Well, fair enough. Because yeah. we went every year. We go uh, into Chicago, and Ben and Bailey came with us last year. Yeah, we it's a wonderful. Why life. did you do that? It's a wonderful life. Uh, radio, radio broadcast. Show. It's awesome. Is it great? It's phenomenal. It's so good. Actually, this year they had private tables right next to the stage that we got to sit at. Why wasn't I invited this year? I, oh, that's awkward. I don't know. That's really you have awkward. to ask Christine. Man, <laughs> you probably wow. disappointed her last but, year. But so we You're love, not wrong. We watch it. Every, we go every year. It's seven years in a row, minus pandemic year. And love it. This. It is Nate. It is fantastic. It's really. It's yeah. very impressive. They're they're putting on an old timey radio broadcast behind the scenes for you, and it just happens to be. It's a wonderful life, and it's it's so good. And everyone's nude. Yeah, which, <laughs> including the audience, which, which is, is top notch. That's a, why I wasn't invited back this it's, year. It's a bit of a burlesque show. <laughs> but on the way home, I thought, it, obviously, it's a Christmas movie, right? But is there any Christmas themes? In the in it's like, granted, life. they talk like, "Oh, Merry Christmas, movie house, and all that." Yeah, but other than that, yeah, I mean, well, that technically it could, it could, it could very easily it wouldn't not have worked, be a Christmas movie, but it yeah. would. I don't think it would work as well. But because it, it fits in the, the summer, it fits the Christmas spirit because right? Right. Christmas yeah. is is a time for reflection and yeah, a time exactly. for redemption. thinking about redemption. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, quick note: remember George Bailey's running after he comes back, and he's Merry Christmas. Movie house and yeah. Merry Christmas. You all savings and loan. <laughs> My wife insisted that he yelled Merry Christmas booby house <laughs> to the point we were arguing. And <laughs> like, I said, why George, would he say booby house? Because George because Bailey loves triple X. the because, horse. Because sex <laughs> workers are people too and they deserve a good she, Christmas. She, confu- she was remembering Pottersville. Where it was <laughs> all the triple X, right? <laughs> and then it's, uh, she, I'm like, it says movie. He says movie. Oh, and she goes, no, look at it. And so I had to turn I on love, the subtitles. I, I love that you start, these are, these are the married arguments you get into. <laughs> where it's like, I'm not talking to you for the rest you know, of the night. It's, it's not booby house. It no, is. I, no joke. Closed captioning. Watch it. <laughs> and she, you know what she says? Well, those aren't always 100% right. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh I wish he God. did say Merry Christmas, Booby Merry House. Merry Christmas, though. Booby House. Yeah, amazing. That's <laughs> oh, a great SNL. Every time, every time yeah. I every time I drive by Deja Vu, I'm gonna say Merry Christmas, Merry Booby House. Christmas, Booby House. <laughs> <laughs> Do the same at Hooters. No, Ben. Stop. Hooters Just, is a restaurant. Yeah, All right. enough. It's, a, it's oh. a, like an eating house. Yeah, you push geez, that too far. Family restaurant. What? Where you did, push that way too how far? Did I lose you know what? I lost you on there Hooters. There was a line. Yeah, there was with over 400 nationwide locations. If you would have said something, if you would have said something like Tilted Kilt or Twin Peaks, then that'd be different. What's Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks is like a like a Hooters or a <laughs> sounds delicious. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's, it's got some pretty good food. I'm not gonna lie. No, the food the food is good. Hey guys, did we, <laughs> did we watch any trailers this week or no? We, uh, God, uh, Brad, we watched like nine trailers. Yeah, absolutely. But we're gonna talk about two of them. Yes, and the first one is the Good Wife. Yeah, the Good Wife. <laughs> what was it called again? There is no TV show talked about on this podcast. <laughs> it's it's called a Good Person. 
Uh, it is a new movie directed by Zach Braff, uh, who previously directed uh, Garden State and uh, an wi- episode of Scrubs. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, wish awesome. I was there and going in, recently going. Wish in I style. was here. Wish I was here. Yeah, yeah. going going in style, which is like the old man heist movie. Yeah, with Mar- Alan Arkin wait, and Morgan Freeman. Let's forget about going in style. He directed Garden State. And he forget, he directed what was the other wish one? I was here. Which he was, was also a in Scrubs film, I think, right? Yes, he was also yeah. He played JD he also, in Scrubs. He also, He's also on T-Mobile commercials with yes. Donald Faison. He true. also directed a, an episode or two of Ted Lasso and got like a nomination for it. For yes, Golden he's Gold, a very talented director. He's 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 a good director. He's been doing more TV recently, but this yeah. is his return to feature films, uh, and it is a movie uh, starring Florence Pugh, uh, who he dated. Uh, I, I don't know if they're still dating. No, they, they broke, broke up, up at the beginning of this year, but they did for three years. So you're telling me there's a chance. Buddy. For you and Zach Braff? Absolutely. Uh, Zach Braff and Morgan Freeman. And uh, Nate, why don't you tell them what it's about? Uh, So it's uh, years after being in an accident. Uh, So Morgan Freeman's son is engaged to be married to Florence Pugh, uh, from what I can gather from the trailer anyway. And there's an accident, and her future sister-in-law dies in the accident. And it, it essentially, it seems to be telling the story of two people dealing with their grief who find each other, essentially. Yep. You know, um, Florence Pugh seems to be spiraling with prescription drugs, these kind of things. And Morgan Freeman is, it, it, I, I couldn't tell this, and I don't know because they don't really mention this, also seems to be dealing with the loss of maybe his wife um, as well because they mention, you know, she used to love coming down here, these kind of things. But also, th- there seems to be a, a, a subtlety in the trailer that, after the accident, his relationship with his son is fractured as well. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of his alcoholism or what he has going it's, on. It seems to be a lot of broken people. Which trying, is what tr- Zach trying, Braff does. Trying to yep. come back together. Yeah. Right? yeah. Which is what Zach Braff does, right? And wish I was here um, in Garden State. People trying to navigate these complicated relationships together, yep. right? Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, what Zach Braff does in every film, even in the bad films, um, Wish I Was Here was not great. Puts a freaking great soundtrack together. The man knows soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, really and the great. trailer. The trailer has a great soundtrack. Yeah, so. it's a great musical taste. Um, yeah, this looks uh, a little sappy. You know, a uh, little. A little it, it feels a, a bit saccharine, and it feels a bit dated. Yeah, like it feels like a movie that maybe would have come out like three in, years after Garden State. Yeah, I kind of. You know, know, it it uh, it doesn't look terrible, but it just feels it feels a little uh, heavy handed. I I, guess. I I will say there was a couple things about this trailer that stuck out a little different to me. Is again Florence Pugh, right? I mean, put her in something, and I want to see it because she is a very talented actress. Mm-hmm. But also, there was more comedy in here than I thought. There was a couple times when we watched this that I I actually laughed. Yeah, laugh Morgan yeah, Freeman. Yeah. Morgan Freeman has some lines in there that are really genuinely funny. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so th- there could be something there again. It teeters on. Is this a you know a, a bigger budget Hallmark film, or it's, is this going to say it's, something? It's a, a, little it's a bit, bit schmaltzy. Yeah, but so is Garden State. Honestly, uh, Luke, what what do you yeah. think? So, I didn't realize it took place years after mm. the accident, so that's top notch on my detective <laughs> list. Um, it looks like I, I feel the same way. Almost like I, I wonder if we could guess exactly what's going to happen. Right. Um, like obviously she's struggling, Morgan Freeman's struggling. Then there's obviously something going on between Morgan Freeman and his son, and they're all trying to navigate it. Right. And she then, takes over the train set at the end of the movie <laughs> and it's just her right? conductor well, pew. Yeah. Because maybe again, I'm not, you're not a hundred percent. You're not a Hollywood screenwriter. 
I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> um, the reason I, I probably will At watch least it, in the theater. I won't go to the theater. I won't go to the theater, probably. Oh, I'll see reason, it twice in theaters. Nate, the is it because I, it's a Christmas movie? No, it's not a Christmas movie. Well, you don't know that. Um, it is, might unwrap a I, red I, present. I do like <laughs> Morgan Freeman. I do like Florence Pugh. And I do like Molly Shannon. And to have them in a vehicle together here, you know. Well, the vehicle from, causes the car crash. Um, seems seems like it, it's worth watching. Speaking of Molly Shannon, uh, have you seen the movie Other People? No, I don't think no? so. No, it's uh, it's been on. I, I don't remember if Netflix bought it or if it's just been on Netflix for uh, a while. But it was a movie that played uh, at Sundance um, back in 2016. Um, it's directed by Chris Kelly. You know who Chris Kelly is, right? No, no. Uh, you should because he's one of the creators of the other two, Nate. Okay. Well, also a Molly Shannon vehicle. And he also is a writer on Saturday Night Live. Okay. Um, yep. I do know Chris Kelly. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, he, yeah. So he's a uh, he's a uh, guy who has a big, uh, you know, kind of like place in comedic history for for us. Uh, but he he wrote uh, and directed this movie, Other People, and it's really good. It's uh, it follows um, Jesse Plemons, who is a comedy writer, and he comes home uh, and. He's uh, he finds out that his mom has cancer, and so it's just I see I, I avoided that like the plague just because I I didn't want to feel it's it's honestly so good though because it, it does have like some comedy in it because it's Chris Kelly like it, it has great like jokes in it. Did you like Fifty like Fifty? Yes, I like. So 50/50 is it is it is it is it good like Fifty Fifty? Yes, like, is it, absolutely. Like, really funny like absolutely. Okay. It's not. I I don't know. It's been a little while since I've seen it. I don't remember if it's quite as funny as Fifty Fifty, but it's there's that, jokes. But it's in that, yeah, but it's that same kind of vibe. Okay. There, there is some really funny stuff in it, cause, especially because Jesse Plemons is great, Molly Shannon is great. It's definitely uh, it, it's a it's a tearjerker. It pulls your heartstrings, but it's also it is also very funny. All right, fair enough. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So there. Yeah, okay. So uh, we watched the good the material for a good person. When does it come out, Nate? Uh, scheduled release on March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. There you go. Uh, the other trailer that we watched, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, that's not what it's called. Well, knocking no, on the cabin. Knocking on the, the cabin. Woods. It's a sequel to Cabin no, in the Woods. No, 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 no. It just, stars. Just, why? Why do you do? It? Why? Why? What, what? 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 Why are you the way you are? Yeah. What is funny about being an idiot? Luke, can I talk to you? Over here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. Like ever since you guys have not been on the podcast for a while, it's been like this. Okay, I've got these two chuckle bucks. What are you guys talking about? What are you guys and talking I, just, about? I just, I just, I. They just don't like humor. Thank you. Okay. Thank, okay. You know what? You know what? Let's it's go very back. frustrating. Let's go back in. Nate, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Ben a fucking idiot? <laughs> I can hear you. You didn't even tell me to leave the room. Uh, we watched the trailer for a he knock. He really, literally said it looking at you. He did. He <laughs> stared me down and he was like, eat the candy cane. We so, watched the trailer for a Knock at the Cabin, which is a new movie from M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, this is the second trailer that has come out for this movie. The first one. Uh, no left, one saw. Left a little bit more mystery. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of set. The, the premise is. Uh, this group of four people, including Dave Bautista um, and and Ron Weasley, uh, they show up at this uh, at this cabin where there's a a couple and their daughter, and uh, they show up in kind of a very ominous way, and they tell them that they're going to have to make the decision to sacrifice someone in their family in order to stop the end of the world. It's one of those things where it sounds like a bunch of crazy people are doing some crazy shit, and it's like, what the hell is going on? What's interesting is this trailer would seem to, at the very least, strongly imply that the premise is true. And that if this family doesn't sacrifice them, every single time they say no to sacrificing the family, some terrible event happens somewhere in the world and kills a bunch of people. Yeah. uh, And I I won't give... I I have... So this is based on a book that came out in 2019. No spoilers. And I I won't give spoilers, but like you said, there are four people. 
And those four people don't know each other. I'll right. say that. All right. So they don't know each they other. They make that clear in this one. Too. Yeah. Okay. Just to make sure that yeah, they don't look like each other at all. And mm-hmm. so they find each other because they've been given this vision. Right. right. Um, and so it, it is, it is the whole book is, or the whole story is playing on this. What if they're right? But also what if they're wrong? Yeah. And would you on, if you could save the whole of humanity, kill someone in your family yes ben who would it be in your family me <laughs> just as a sweet release before the question even comes out but it's like me, me, I get, me. oh if they knock on the door the gun's already to my temple i'm just waiting for them what's the reason i'll believe it oh it's just the amazon guy don't worry ah, and i uncock the gun no but no it, it seemed it seemed like based on the first show the premise was going to be like okay so like a, how do you get out of this? B, is there any potential like that they are telling the truth? But this kind of like remove seems to remove any sort of doubt. And now it takes kind of like the same premise of the box, the box, right? Where of like you know if you push this button, someone somewhere in the world will die, but you get there, you know a million dollars, and they hit it immediately. There, there is a twist in there that the trailers do not get. Of at. course, of course. Um, that I'm excited for you well, guys to see. M Night Shyamalan, so of course there's a yeah. Twist. I, I'm just now saying, the question though, because you said it's yeah. a book, right? Yep. So obviously there's a twist in the book. Yep. Is it the same twist? Is Shyamalan going to do an added twist on that twist? Maybe, but the, the That would be annoying. The twist I'm talking about But you about, never know unless you read the book. The, I'm, oh, the, I the 100% twist I'm talking about is I'm an going important to the plot point. Uh, an important plot point that I think he's got to include in there, but that doesn't mean he won't do another twist on top of that. And I I'll say this, it can end uh, he can make some I think decisions on how it ends because again it is an interpretive decision on how it ends it leaves some things open so cool yeah no i'm excited to see this uh, maybe even more so after this trailer because like seeing i was kind of floored when they're uh, when they showed that like oh they're not joking like right this like is, they're, not not just, little, they're not just crazy like it's, in it's the trailer not, it's, it's not got, the village what i said it's not the, <laughs> it's not the village remember? it's not the village because the village it was all fake yeah but they weren't crazy I mean, they just well, they, they were believed, in on it. They believed something that wasn't true. Speaking of, that, yeah, but they chose to like make a world for themselves. Like they weren't like buying into like. But they were trying to make other people buy in. Well, the blind girl. Speaking of, of uh, the village guys, I, I looked up <laughs> some of M Night Shyamalan's movies. He's done um, some. You, yeah, you, you haven't heard of him before. No, no, no. And I wanted to do a little bit here, and I want you guys to pick here. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a March Madness thing with M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. We're going to pick his favorite movie based on what you guys think. His, his favorite, movie? favorite movie? Or your favorite movie of his. Sorry. Oh, okay. okay. Wait. All right. So what I'm going to do is, for instance. What are we doing? I'm going to say, no, here, here's <laughs> for instance. game's time with Ben, really game. Brad, and Nate, and Luke, and we're here playing games with no, Nate. No, you brought the guys. You still have a game. Nope. So, no, uh, game. no game. <laughs> this is the game. Good job, buddy. All right. So, for instance, I'm going to say, um, just like in March Madness, you're going to put the highest rated Rotten Tomatoes movie um, against the lowest rated, like you know, March Madness, they sure. put the highest rated team sixteen gotcha. versus one, sure. right? So we're gonna do the highest rated to lowest rated. Brad, then, March Madness is yep. a basketball tournament in March with sixty eight teams. Even though you think you'll be sixty four, why is everyone so angry? There's a play in game. It's because IU made the play in game and they were bad. All right, let's start with this one. The Sixth Sense, number one, the Last Airbender. Which one is your favorite out of oh, those God. two? The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Airbender all the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The Sixth Sense wins that one. Next one, Signs came out in 2002 versus The Happening, which came out in 2008. We'll start with you. Um, 
Marky Mark played a teacher. Come on. Why are you even hesitating? This is not. A- <laughs> oh, wait, the happening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, this, it's signs. Yeah, it's signs. The happening. I forgot. I, 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 why I was, are you even hesitating? I was why, thinking why of the you, visit. I'm, I'm waiting for this game to get good, which it will. My fault. Yep. Uh, the visit. That's we'll start with you, Ben. Yep. The visit versus glass. The visit. Brad? Yeah, the visit. Uh, that's the only. I didn't see the other, so I'll take the visit. Okay. It's good. You should, by the way. It's All right, really let's start Brad. No, I saw the visit. Class is oh, you saw weird. the visit. Oh, sorry. Class is weird. Unbreakable versus Lady in the Water. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. As a defender of Lady in the Water, I will still say Unbreakable. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the way better movie. All right, Luke, I'll go with you here. The Village versus Old that came out in 2021. Um, I never saw Old, okay. so I have to go with The Village. All right. I'm going with The Village. I was I really liked old, but I will say the village because when I watched it in the theater, I, I still really liked it. Here's here's an interesting thing about that is you guys pick picked the underdog on that one. Uh the village is only forty three percent, whereas old has a fifty percent rotten tomato score. All right, let's move on. And I was one of the ones that liked it. Uh Brad, we'll go with you. Split two thousand sixteen versus After Earth in twenty thirteen. <laughs> Split. Split. <laughs> Split. Split's All tremendous. Right. Now it'll start getting interesting. All right. We're going to go with the six cents versus signs. We'll start with you. Six cents. Six cents. Six cents. All right. But signs is great. Well, no, it's not because you didn't pick it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go here with The Visit, 2015 film versus Unbreakable, 2000 film. Let's start with you, Starkey. I would go with Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Okay. Unbreakable. I like that he's filling out the bracket for us. Yeah, I am. Um, let's go with The Village versus Split. We'll start with you, Ben. Split. 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 All right. Moving on. All right. We're going to go with The Split versus Unbreakable. 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 Split. All right. Unbreakable Ooh. wins. All right. We're going to go with... Uh, the Sixth Sense versus Unbreakable. We'll go with Brad. Unbreakable. Oof. Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Ooh, that was a close one. But yes, Sixth Sense wins, which is the top Rotten Tomatoes score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, it is. So the Sixth Sense is number one, 86%. Number two is Split at 78%. Followed by signs at seventy five percent, unbreakable at seventy percent. I think that unbreakable uh, is underrated. It was ahead of its time. It was it no, and not only because it was ahead of its time, but it people, came out in two thousand. It was it's old now. It's it's almost like the people, the same people that had a problem with us after Get Out. It's like it's not the same thing yeah. that I yeah. wanted to have yeah. from the it's, guy. That's a good point. Unbreakable is so fucking. It's good, really good. Yeah. I got. I've only seen it once, and that was probably obviously in two thousand. I got to rewatch it's, it. It's so. I we actually just did last last year. Bailey and I just watched it. My God, there's there's so much to do in that movie. Like the the chew on. It's really. It's good. funny though. I remember really liking it. You yeah. said you like Lady in the Water. I did too. I was um, a defender of it. Obviously. I, I am I, a defender of it. I as really. Well. Like I think that it's movie. actually a fine I, film. I don't mind. I don't it. think it's his best film, but it's a fine film. But but I also like movies. I do really like movies that take chances like that. Yeah, I, I like it. And I think again, he because Sixth Sense was such a groundbreaking film uh, that there was. I, I worry about this a little bit with Jordan Peele because again, 
with nope and things like that and people are like oh he you know it's, it's, not a, the it's same. fine yeah, it's, it's fine but it's not and it's like no no let him be a filmmaker very good let him be a filmmaker don't be weird um and and when you get pigeonholed into a genre or into a thing that or you, you have genre. to do as a de- uh, a director right yeah. um uh, and I, I worry about that with him because again he's such a talented film director that and people just people are dumb let's do this thing that we talked about uh kind of as a way to to end the year uh, if you will we're, we're gonna do uh our next episode we're gonna talk about our favorite films of 2022 but one of the things that we wanted to hear since we didn't uh, assign any movies to have like a longer conversation is uh a little while back there was uh an update of uh, what it's called the uh, sight and sound list of the all-time greatest films. It's something that is done by uh, a British film magazine where they uh, basically pick uh, what they think uh, are the best movies of all time. Uh, they've, they've done it for a while now, and they update the list every 10 years. So whenever they do it, uh, it's kind of a big thing in the, the film community. And so people like to talk about it. And they, um, one of the things they do in the magazine is they reach out to a bunch of different filmmakers and they ask each filmmaker to give their list of what their own best all-time top 10 films are. And so uh, it's meant to be a little more personal. It's not necessarily meant to be like, the what do you objectively think are the best films yeah. of all time? It's like, we, what we do you think? This. Yeah, yeah exactly. what, what do you think the best films of all time So are? there's a bit of what you think are great films but also some of your favorite right yeah um and so just, and just to give you uh a taste of like how this list is uh the the top 10 movies uh on this list this year that they updated it number 10 is singing in the rain number nine uh, is man with a movie camera number eight is mulholland drive number seven is Bo travail i guess that's how you pronounce that oh you haven't seen that no have you seen it? No. Oh, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if you had. You, you, you're, sometimes it, you're seasoned in a, certain it's films. It's a Christmas movie, so I can't believe yeah. you have uh, seen it. 2001 A Space Odyssey at number six. Uh, in the Mood for Love at number five. Tokyo Story at number four. Citizen Kane number three. Vertigo number two. Uh, and a movie that I had never heard of until it somehow ended up at the top of this list. Uh, Jeannie Dealman, 23, uh, Kawhi du Khmer. <laughs> 1080 <laughs> Brugel, is that how you pronounce that word? Yep. 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 Uh, that's actually in, in Ben's as well. He's got that. In, that was that. Well, it's my number two, but. <laughs> yeah. So that's a 1975 movie. Uh, so, yeah. So, those are the so ones. So, how that, many of those films, Ben, made it into your top 10 list? The British Film Institute picked these. So, it's a little bit more British and stuffy than <laughs> maybe the AFI would have been. British and not no, as good. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm actually currently looking for my screenshot of the. the, the uh, no, I have I mine up you. now. There's a way to just look at only the images in our. Text thread. Uh, in the meantime, I'll, I'll talk about mine. Go for it. Yeah. So uh, we've talked before. I think I think we mentioned this podcast that I have a top five that is fairly uh, unflinching and it kind of fluctuates depending on what I've seen more recently and how I'm feeling on a given day. Uh, so my, my top five that maybe some of you listeners out there are familiar with, uh, and this is what they were listed at when I made this list. So uh, my personal sight and sound top ten. Uh, number one, Back to the Future. Number two. Ghostbusters, number three, Raiders of the Lost Ark, number four, Empire Strikes Back, and number five, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Now, the next five hasn't really been discussed extensively, and I had to, you know, actually try to figure this out. So, my number six movie is The Social Network. Number seven you is. I love that movie. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Uh, number seven is Young Frankenstein. Number eight is Best in Show. Number nine is When Harry Met Sally, and number 10 is Some Like It Hot. 
a classic comedy with Marilyn Monroe, Jack Lemmon, and Tony Curtis. How about you, Chuckle Fucks? I think he's talking to you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Chuckle Fuck. Well, let it go on record. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so my top, uh, the sight and sound top 10 for Ben Conowitz, uh, number one. Uh, Predator. Boo. Number two. You really think that's one of the top 10 films of all time? Again, this is uh, like Ghostbusters <laughs> nope. isn't either. If you're trying, <gasps> if you're, if, Bite your tongue. No, if you're talking, if we, if, if we did a poll, it's all If we did a poll, if we did a poll, hold on. If we asked 10 random people, which movie do you think probably belongs on a list of all time greatest movies? No, Neither. you would definitely get more people no. saying Ghostbusters than Predator. Neither. It would be... It if would, you have to pick one or the it other... It would be the sight and sound f- list that you just read well, off. All the British fucking people. No, 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 a random be, person. It would be... You ask them which one... which one. Kane, and it would be no, the Godfather. Saying, He's saying, oh, Godfather idiots. Too. I'm saying which one makes more sense. Yeah, he's exactly. saying that's why it's Ghostbusters. All right, all right stop, stop. But that's stop. why neither of them move, matter. Move on. What was your move number on. one again? That's why neither of them matter. It's it was saying. kindergarten it's, cop. Because it's, it's personal to you. Commando. So it doesn't matter. It was kindergarten right? cop was number one. Go. I, what I'm saying is Predator and Ghostbusters have equal number weight. Number one is Predator. On, on they don't. any top ten list because they number two they're is Predator gonna two. Make, <laughs> They're never going to make number the top ten list, Brad. They're just the Predator. And then Predator vs. Alien. Number four is Hunt. Listen, I just don't understand. No, Prey. That's what it's called, Prey. If, if, you, if you say these these are the top ten best movies ever made, and then you here's here's my favorite movies. So, I thought that's what this is. Exactly, that is, it so, is. So why does my favorite like movie? To, we like to push his buttons. Why, why does my favorite movie have less weight than your favorite movie? I, I just don't get like it. To push his buttons. I don't understand. All right, go on. It's, move it's not on. Really fair. I don't want to anymore. Like, you just <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> like, I deserve just as much credit for that movie. It's a great action movie. It is a great movie. I don't know if you deserve just as much. Oh, credit. It's, it's fine. What about you, Nate? I don't want to do that. No, fuck it. It doesn't matter. My movie sucks, so it doesn't no, matter. No, I want to hear the rest. Fuck off. I don't give a Predator's shit. Predator's a great movie. I want to hear the rest. You, the problem was is you made the wrong comparison. It's to say that Ghostbusters doesn't belong. Yeah, on obviously Back to the Future doesn't belong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? The, the Citizen Kane of talking dog movies? Uh what? That's look. By the way, let's look who's talking um, now. I like to make fun of Ben a little bit before we get to my list because my list is insane. It's not. Near no, as it's good as it's good. Uh, it's Predator, uh, Twelve Angry Men, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Twelve Angry Men is very good. You made me watch that, and I really enjoyed it. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Dumb the old and, one, Dumb and Dumber, uh, Terminator Two, The Thing, Jurassic Park, Unforgiven, and Alien. I have not seen The Thing. I need to watch that. You it's, haven't seen it's incredible. No, you need seen? to sign it. You haven't seen. You need to sign that to me. Yeah, I will. It's okay. it's it's in credit. It's it's it takes place. At, it's a Christmas movie because there's, there's <laughs> snow, so there's it's de- and there's a lot of red. So you're good. It's a really good Christmas movie. All right, I would put the thing on an all time list more before I would put Predator on an all time list. Yeah, but you don't. You know he loves Predator. You know that. I know. That's why I have to. It's I have to f- bust it's, it's a. It's a. It is a favorite. Yep. Mixed with good. Not yeah, just, exactly. It can't just be a bad film, but. But that's right. why that's why it's bad that he put Predator at the top of the list. All right, the films I picked are the first. Well, again, these aren't for me one through ten. These are just ten films I picked because I couldn't. You have to rank them. No. I, yeah. No, all right. We ranked them. Yeah, that, that's actually a ranking. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll just give you the names. You can rank them then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption. Ten. I, I love the Shawshank Redemption. That's five. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Wait, uh, wait hold on. I love this because we don't know what I can't yeah. remember. So I'm just like haphazardly <laughs> throwing numbers. Yeah. Ten, two, four. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. You know, one thing I want to say about Lord of the Rings, whenever I have to rank it, I can't. Uh, I can easily split up the Star Wars movies. 
Lord of the Rings, it's I hard. I, is, I consider I have to consider it, it is one hard. Thing. Yep. Like I, I just I like Return of the King just slightly better, but I I agree. When I picked that, it was because of it's the trilogy. trilogy. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same reason Return of the King won all those Oscars. <laughs> like it didn't win it just Return of the King. It won it because the yep. entire trilogy is an incredible motion picture yep. achievement. All right, um, and then I think you guys don't like this as much as I do. Uh, the Prestige. I really love the Prestige. I like the Prestige. Uh, then Goodwill Hunting. I'm more of an illusionist guy. No, you're not. Um, Gregory Peck's To Kill a Mockingbird. I love that film. Have you seen that film? I have not. Oh. I actually like Tyler Perry's To Kill a Mockingbird more. Uh, <laughs> Medea's I'd say Mockingbird. Medea's, yeah. um, then the Royal Tenenbaums. I know you guys aren't big fans. I love the Royal Tenenbaums. I I just, I I, now I've just realized uh, what we need to do into the new year is we just assign each other the movies on our top 10 list that, that we haven't, haven't seen. seen. Yeah. And that's a good idea. Of course. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Um, I love movie. Little Miss Sunshine. Of Gods and Men, you guys honestly probably have not seen this. It's no. a French film. It is one of the most meaningful films I've ever seen. Uh, I love this film. It is about uh, a monastery in a war-torn, I think, Algeria. And the film is about these monks who are trying to decide, do they stay and die? It's, it's based on a true story. Do they stay and die with the people they love? Or do they get out of there and essentially flee for safety? Um, because the people that they love, the people they're serving, um, are going to get killed by this kind of terrorist organization. But it, it's it's a beautiful film. Uh, that reminds me of a movie that you probably haven't seen that uh, um, kind of has a similar premise. Predator uh, 2. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to make the joke before you can about um, my stupid movie. And then uh, finally, again, I know I'm the only one that likes animated films here, Ratatouille. Ugh, he's not, not even close. Ben doesn't like animated movies. What, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> why, why do you... I, what is wrong with you? Why do you always do this to me? I, I'm not an idiot. I, I'm not racist. I, I like animated movies. Like, Brad, why, I like well, good movies. Well, now, Brad, I, let, let, I, let's back up to the beginning of the list. Let's start with number one. <laughs> I'm, not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not make, an idiot. I'm make not, your case. I'm not racist. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I, I don't hate animated films. I don't hate musicals. Well, I don't. You guys just no, make these up why, about me. Why do you hate Rats Stewie? I don't hate it. It's just like if that's on your top ten list, then you're kind of dumb. Ha. Huh. No, it's not all even right. really true. Ratatouille is Predator versus Ratatouille. Which one? <laughs> Ratatouille all the way. <laughs> I would. I would put most of the Pixar filmography above the original Predator. Uh, what, what is your favorite Pixar film? Probably Inside Out. Okay, that that's a, that was a close one for me. Yeah, but for a long do time, you like Ratatouille, love Ratatouille. Yeah, for, the it, Incredibles it's, it's, was Ratatouille is probably top five. The Incredibles was my favorite for a long, long time, time. Really? until but, Inside Out came out. That yeah, was but, Brad's but more recently, Inside Out has like as as I've just emotionally. That, that yeah, one. it's just like like The Incredibles is a little bit is uh, it has great you know emotional core. The family stuff yep. is awesome. It's a little bit more basic as far as like the storytelling is confirmed. Inside Out, I feel like really get, digs into like some Emotions. more more complex stuff. Like just the just the way it like personifies the emotions and. It tells this the, the story both inside Riley's head and you know Riley herself. I just I, I really like the the juxtaposition of those two different you know settings and he's just, just, just the way it's, he's yeah. so happy. I mean I don't know if you know this, but Lewis Black, you're never gonna believe this, plays anger. It's just what what it's so it's just it's almost it is it's stunt casting. It's, it's pretty a, bad. It's, it, this is a great idea though. We'll take these lists. I'm going to assign you Ratatouille. Um, I've ben. seen it. It's, I love it. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't seen it more than once, probably. And you haven't I, seen no, it I've since it, it came out. Uh, actually, no, you're actually right. Yeah. Uh, but no, Up is a better film. Is that Up the better? No. I love Up. I love Up. Here's the thing. The first 10 minutes of yeah, Up five. Are, are... Is it five? Yeah. The, fir- the f- opening of Up is 
one of the best sequences ever put to animation. Agreed. The rest of the movie no, is or pretty... Or I'd be arguing in film. It yeah. is a very The rest of the movie, movie is pretty good. I think it kind of gets a little bit too zany with yep. like the adventure stuff no, and kind of gets silly. And, and it doesn't Luke's really... Luke's got a talking dog. It doesn't... It doesn't oh, I, I've I, seen uh, I, I numerous get, times. I, I'm with you, Brett. I get lost a little bit in yeah. the middle of the, like, you know... Yeah. Also, just so we're clear, Luke's the dog like, itself is not doing the talking. It's yeah, the invention. It's, so and it's a device that's that translates thoughts into dialogue. <laughs> also, that makes more sense. I feel like you guys just aren't picking the Toy Stories because they're just Toy Story. But those are the best No, I, the Toy Stories are great. No, no. Toy Story is great. Yeah, no. Absolutely. The Toy Story movies I'm, are fantastic. I'm, I'm impressed that you've seen Toy Story. I mean, like, Toy Story 3 has one of the most... Uh, jarring emotional I'm not going to lie to you. you know watched it with my daughter who was probably what two or three at the time and I sobbed of course yeah. and my daughter because was trying to make you think me. they're going to kill not, a group of toys and, and my daughter was monster. literally like dead because she hadn't seen me cry that much because I wasn't just like a tear coming out I was literally like <laughs> like sobbing and my my three-year-old daughter's like Dad, are you okay? Yeah, and you took off your <laughs> shoe and your sock, and you had Andy tattooed on the bottom of your foot, and it got weird. No, that that film still gets me. Yeah, not, not even that's that's not the only one, right? Where he says goodbye to his toys. Yeah, when yeah, he plays them for the last about, time. Yeah, I still think about toys I had as a kid. Like, yeah, it's it. So. It's, Pixar's very good at drawing out the no, emotions. It is. it is so good. All right, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so those were our our, our all time list. Luke, do you have an all time? Yeah, thanks movie? for letting me know to bring that. Uh, well, <laughs> Brad, Brad really threw this together you're, last you're, minute. You're Ben's guest, and <laughs> to be, you know, and also to be fair, we talked. Hey, Luke, we talked about t- it. Get my cell phone. I'll I'll include right? you next time. Luke, okay. we talked about this, this last night, and uh, Ben didn't tell you. That's all right. I would put. Um, yeah, what are some of your? Let favorite me think. Films? Braveheart is on there. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was a big one growing up. That's great. Um, Predator? Uh, no, Predator's not on there. That's no. It's okay. I've what about there. Alien? Alien versus Predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys versus Alien. Bye, everybody. Obviously. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else would I have on there? I I would have to think about it. I mean, a lot of what, like Shawshank, that's a, yep. obviously an all-time classic, but I don't know if I'll put it on my all-time time. It's hard to not, though, when you th- start looking at films and be like, I've seen this film so many that's times. That's my issue. And it, I would start seeing yep. a list. I'm like, ooh, I would add that. Yep. Oh, it is I hard. would add that. It's really hard to bump things. Yeah. And, th- and then you have to start thing. creating your own criteria of like, what film is, if it's on, do you not stop watching? Right? Yeah, but then it turns into, is that counted as your top 10 or is it just really rewatchable? Yeah, I know. It is. It I, is. You know, well, I, I take into I account... Put, I take into account rewatchability. I would yeah, put Ra- uh, Thor Ragnarok would probably be on there. If if rewatchability is, is on there, then I would I would have to include John Wick in my top ten now. Yeah, because I I but literally it, well, will it's watch not the it only thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it shouldn't be like a, the no, 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 main no. determining factor. But like I, I I consider a variety of things, and rewatchability is one of them. Like if it's a movie that I find myself like drawn to over and over again, it's for me Good Will Hunting. I watch it every time. There's yeah. that scene where they're in the bar, uh, where you know again the the whole idea again we're from like. You know, hillbilly Indiana, and this whole idea that we're not as good as other people from you know smarter places. You know, I just love that idea where somebody comes up and they're they are just as good as everyone else. There you know? are, uh, I think, the problem is there are countless movies that are nine out of tens for yep. us all, mm-hmm. and you you're really sussing out the ten out of tens yep. compared to the nine out of tens, and it's really hard because there's so many. And so then, actually, so I talked to these guys, Luke, about you know. If I was able to do genre based, right, comedy, drama, thriller, horror, whatever, and you do five of each, I think that I would have a tough time doing that because I, I don't have a fifth one for a lot of those categories. 
You know, I, I you know, in in the horror genre, I can pick like my top three. I don't need a four or five, but in my top ten, man, I need twenty. <laughs> it, yeah. It's really hard. I would love to hear though from our listeners. Where, where can they do these lists again? Do you remember the link or no? Oh, I mean, the well, there's no like you mean to see the lists or or, or you. What's the easiest way you put together yeah. your sight and sound where you had the 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 uh, the movie? Because we went to the same. I mean, place, I but... I use Letterbox to put my okay, my yeah, list together. Uh, yeah. But it was fun. You don't have to do that, but I would love to hear from some of our listeners as well. You know, if you if, have a top if ten, you give let a us shit, know. You go yeah. to Letterbox. You you put in your top ten films, or if you want to just just type out your list, yeah, yeah one that, through ten. You know? go to Letterbox and and and, and you create the list, and then take a screenshot, and then you upload it to Google Drive, and then you take the lo- drive oh, link, boy. and no, you post it. That's not true. No, yeah, I just type out your list. Yep. Put uh, but <laughs> I, I would love to hear that because again, uh, so much of my best films are also emotionally resonant films for me. Um, they mean something to me. And we're so, gonna we're gonna throw it out on GoFlix yourself on on the Facebook page, and we're gonna list uh, our, in the comments. Brad is gonna comment. Nate and me. We'll put our and maybe Luke. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'll put one together. Uh, ten, yeah, ten, one and then Luke. we'll we'll comment ours, and then we would like you to comment below what your top ten. Yeah, I'd love to hear. It. Uh, and again, these are not the best films of all time. These are also they do not need to be good films. These are these are not only your favorite films, but these are kind of a mix of like, yep. man, these are really good films that are also in my in my favorite wheelhouse. Yeah, and as like, a, as a bonus. Let us know whether it's Ghostbusters or Predator that should end up on or the, the all-time greatest. Or Ratatouille. Ratatouille every time. Yeah, Rat- yeah Ratatouille. Fuck, Mary kill. I would, uh, <laughs> I would, I would fuck Ratatouille because that rat's got it going on. Oof. And I would marry Predator and I would kill Ghostbusters. On that note. Can't bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> no, no. Uh, where can the people find you? Brad? I'm on the internet. <laughs> Nate? I'm on Elon Musk's internet as well. Um, oh, the Twitter sphere. Still going. Str- is it still up? Yeah, uh, yeah, barely. Yeah, uh, it is just it's it's, it's like the it wild really west. It's like, it's like the hey, wild hey, west now. For all of our our listeners, like that the are movie tech billionaires, that yeah, do create something better, um, or <laughs> buy it or something because again, please help us. So, uh, Luke, uh, do you have any plugs? Anything you want the people to know? Uh, Follow Luke on Twitter. I, I am on Twitter. Luke's on Twitter. It's, uh, Coach Double Underscore Starkey. That's how Nate and I are friends. Yeah, yeah. This um, is the first time you've met in person. No, but uh, we do follow each other on Twitter. Except, so it's I love that. Yeah, it's fun. I love that. Um, no, I I am on vacation. I teach. I teach econ, and um, what's, I go, what's I go back in a week. What's something about economics that you wish that everybody would? Yeah, that get, knew? this is your bully like, pulpit here. You, you do really Ooh, love love econ. Tough. I do love econ. If if you could have a billboard, this is a Tim Ferriss thing. If you get a billboard where every single human being can see it, uh, what would you put on that billboard? And we'll end on the, the podcast related on to economics. Wow. Um, just because I teach economics does not mean I know anything about the stock market. <laughs> that's a big one. I love it. Uh, and that's that's honestly one of the first things I'd show. I, I, I start with like a big PowerPoint presentation in class first day. I said, all right, what is economics? People are like, money. No, that's wrong. <laughs> stock market. No, that's not wrong. That, that's not it. How should I make money? I don't know. I don't teach that. I don't teach personal money. I don't teach personal finance. I don't know. Um and basically the idea of like, just be aware that when you make a choice, that's, that's economics is just the choices, basically the science of choices being made. So like I chose to come here tonight meant anything else. Like, so I'm not watching glass onion. Mm-hmm. Right. So everything you do has a choice and uh, make we- sure that you, your, your biggest thing is, is your time. And that's a big thing in econ. And I talk about it throughout the year. Like you, you place value on how you spend your time. So whatever you're doing time-wise, that's what you value. So I love coming here and 
talking movies and just hanging out. So this has a high, high, high level of value for me. I know we can, we, and we can absolutely cut this. Also, I, by the way, oh yeah. I could easily go another hour. No, no, <laughs> you're but, talking econ, and we, we can cut, we can, and we really can't cut this part. So if you listen to the podcast, you don't hear this part. But, <laughs> but, but I want you to tell the story about the sunk cost fallacy about a relationship that was uh, that that somebody had come to you and said, like, I learned about sunk cost fallacy. Oh yeah, so I teach about sunk costs. The idea, that, like, um. You know, once you've already paid for it, that shouldn't come into your, that shouldn't come make a decision, right? So, Ben, you guys bought tickets for a movie at 7 p.m. You're too tired. You didn't go. Right. A lot of people would have gone regardless. Well, I already paid for the tickets. Oh, that's a sunk cost. So, we start coming up with different examples. And one of them is you shouldn't stay in a relationship just because, well, we've been dating for over a year. That's why I'm staying in this relationship. And a month or so goes by and this kid comes up. They're like, oh, I talked about uh, econ at, at work. So what, what happened? Oh, I broke up with my, uh, my girlfriend. So what? Yeah. I told her she was a sunk cost. <laughs> Holy <laughs> and, shit. And, and, that's and I said, wait, 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 wait. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I told them that. Yeah. I'm uh, Mr. Starkey. My econ teacher told me that, uh, this is a waste of time. I shouldn't worry. We've been together for too long. Now nah, you're a sunk cost. I gotta go. <laughs> Well, I'm glad oh. you learned economics <laughs> in the real world. And on that note, I've Everybody. got a lot to think about on this podcast and my relationship with it. So, uh, right. yeah, is this, you know what? Thank you for listening to the Sunk Cost <laughs> Podcast. Fucking Making difference in kids' lives. Damn, that is cold. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?